All right, welcome in. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, uh, presented by Creighton Towns and Homes here. We're at K Street Seafood Station here in Hammond. I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us. Southeastern coming off of a four-game week. It was supposed to be five, but I had one of those games uh, rained out. We'll get to talk to Coach uh, Reiser about what the plans are for that uh, that South Alabama game that was actually rained out this week. Uh, did take on Mississippi Valley State at home, won that game in a walk-off home run on 2-1, to one, then won Friday night against UIW 10-2. Uh, to two. And then had a couple of tough ones on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just offense couldn't get going, lost 5-2 to two and then 11-1 on Sunday. So we're going to break it all down for you uh, here on our program as we're going to be with you uh, for an hour. So make sure you stay with us this week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because it is Easter week. So the, the series this week will be bumped up to Thursday, Friday, Saturday as uh, we'll be down in New Orleans taking on the privateers. Uh, down there on the lakefront and then at Southern Miss on Tuesday night. So four road games, but four um, reasonably close road games. So you could certainly travel to all four of these if you want to. At this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. Matt, thanks for being here. Yep. Uh, two and two on the week. You knock off Mississippi Valley State on Wednesday. Uh, you get off to a great start there on Friday, uh, scoring 10 runs in the first couple of innings. And then, you know, offense struggled a little bit uh, down the stretch there against UIW. But long way to go. And this uh, Southland Conference, certainly through two weekends, is, is a jumbled up mess. Everybody kind of beating, beating each other up at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, first half of the year is, is said and done. You know, there's 14 weeks in the regular season, and we just finished up week seven so uh you know we kind of graded it out a little bit yesterday and, and this morning and uh, obviously not where we want to be or what we intended to be uh what an expectation of you know what it was but you know again just it's it's offense i mean we, we gotta get the offense going a little bit and uh we, we've scored two runs or less now nine times this season uh in the first half of the season and then you know uh, compared to last year we did nine times all year uh, in a 60-something game, 61 game. So, uh, you know, that's been kind of the story for us. You know, are we beat up and banged up a little bit offensively? Yeah, we are. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got plenty of players in there, and uh, sometimes some guys got to insert themselves and, and go. We've had plenty of those guys do that in years past. Uh, and then, you know, uh, our guys that, that are mainstays have got to go. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of it. So, you know, when you look at guys like Finky and Thomas and uh, Artigues and Manola, you know, Rosevere, the, the guys that have been the constants in the lineup, uh, they've got to carry the weight and let those other guys be complimentary pieces to it. So, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, here's reality, Alan. You know, just when you want to start doubting us and uh, you want to say, hey, man, you know, I don't know if the team's got it and, you know, all the kind of – the naysayers and, you know, whatever, uh, the experts in the field, so to speak, uh, when they start pointing that finger and, and doubt us, and that's when we start going. Tax season gets here, and we start figuring things, some things out, and uh, that's been the history of what we've done, and we'll, we'll get this thing figured out as well. You know, you kind of you mentioned uh, what was the number of how many two times? Nine. And you scored, and you've scored double digits eight times. Yep. So it's, it's kind of been feast Jekyll or famine, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, for no for your club to this point. And and one thing that that your your teams have always done so well here is on nights where maybe you're not you know, getting a bunch of hits, you're still able to score runs. And, and that hasn't, yep. you know, happened here the last few weeks. And I know yep. that's something that you kind of got to get back to the basics a little bit, I guess, uh, you know. But we've always done such a great job creating havoc on the base paths and uh, and just getting – creating base runners and creating pressure without necessarily banging out 10 or 12 hits in a night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw that there uh, yesterday. You know, I mean, I think we had, I don't know, eight hits in, in one run or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, the what – there's a couple factors in this, and we talked about this again, just kind of breaking down some of the numbers. And you know, by now you got some substance to see, you know, right. some consistencies. You know, uh, you play a weekend here, or there, and you look at some numbers. There's just such a light sample to kind of uh, get a get a clear picture of what it is. So, but there were some numbers that were outstanding to us that you know kind of stood out. Like, hey man, if you want to be a championship club, you know, two out RBIs is where it's at. 
uh, two out hitting and, and with guys in scoring positions is a big part of the offense. And so you can look at years past and look at a batting average number. And the batting average, you know, again, I don't get really obsessed with. It's it's more of, hey, man, the run scored and how consistent we're doing it. Uh, and so when you look at that, the, the batting average runners in scoring position is, is atrocious. It's not good uh, by any means. So we're not getting the two out and it hits, and that's what championship clubs do. We have yet to have a come-from-behind win this season wow. uh, in the first half of the year. And when I say come-from-behind, I'm talking about late in the ballgame. I'm not talking about being down the four, fifth, sixth, and I'm talking about like the seven, eight, nine, the last three where we're down. We've been tied a couple of times and taken one here or there. We had the walk off obviously the other night on Tuesday night uh, or Wednesday night, whenever it was, and uh, done some of that stuff. But hey, man, if you look traditionally, hey, man, we've had a few of those walk off yep. wins and down come back. three or four yeah, and come back. That's yeah, it. that's just kind of our mo and what we are. Uh, you look at one run games. You take those in assessment or close. You know, one run, two run games. In one run games, we are three and one, but two run games, we're I think two and three. So right around five hundred in those close ball games there at the end. So there's a lot of things that are kind of pointing to, hey, man, we, we have not done what we have traditionally done to be successful. Uh, Austin scoring runs is, is a big part of this, and not being able to score runs puts a lot of pressure on everybody uh, because it's a tight ball game because one miscue here or there can, can kind of steer you in a direction. Uh, you know, but the good thing, I think the good news is in this, uh, regardless of what we did the last two innings there, you know, yesterday was just a, a def- deflated uh, end of the game and what we can perform. But uh, we've pitched it really pretty pretty well, and we pitched it well out of the bullpen, and we played really good defense for the most part. I think we probably got the least amount of unearned runs in, in any team in the country. I'd like Damon run that stat and look at that because I think it's pretty close that, hey, man, you know, the runs we give up are all earned. So we're playing good defense and some good moments and that kind of stuff. Now if we can just get this offense going the direction, you know, that we need to get to go in, uh, then we'll be in good shape. And, you know, I, I thought yesterday's ball game, we'll talk more in detail of each one, but perfect example, we get to seven, eight, nine. You know, with the Grzaffy Cook and, and Curry, who got his first start yesterday, uh, basically load nobody out. We score no runs there in that situation. Champ gets the hit beforehand, make it 4-1. And there's a couple of things we've got to do differently. I've got to take some ownership, in, and I've got to run the offense a little different until some of those guys can get, you know, a little more acclimated with the lineup and what they're doing. But, uh, yeah, we, we've got to be able to kind of piece some things a little bit better together and, and kind of navigate this offensively. But, again, we always have. We always will. I mean, yeah. that's, again, as a competitor – uh, and taking ownership and accountability of this as a leader of this. You know, I looked myself in the mirror yesterday. Hey, bro, <laughs> you've been in a situation before, and you've always done it coming on the other side of it. So this is just this is where we are really, really good when we're in this back-against-the-wall type situation uh, to be able to come out on the other side of this thing with some light. And, and you know, the, the thing about it is, uh, you know, you've played two conference weekends. I don't think anybody around the program, the players, the coaches, anybody would say, hey, you know, we've played really well the first two weekends. Right. But – we're three and three. I mean, yep. that just shows you the expectations of this program. I mean, right. we, I mean, I think there's probably some of our fan base like, oh man, the sky's falling. We lost two out of three to UIW. Right. But you know, we're three and three. Yep. We're not in a disaster. We didn't put ourselves in a huge hole. Uh, still a lot of time to, to to get this thing going. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the first week and you're one game out of first place. I mean, but the reality of it is, if we want to win a championship, these are the games we're talking about. We want to win. So when you look up at the end, yep. you yep. don't finish in second place again. I mean, I, that's that's the old story of you know, hey man. Uh, if you want to finish in first and be a champion, here's some of the things you have got to do. Obviously, we've talked about Sunday. Sunday's the pink elephant in the room right now of what we're doing. And in all honesty, I, I felt like we were in a great place mentally and physically going into Sunday's game. We just weren't mentally tough enough once we got punched there on Sunday. Uh, and yeah, it kind of took the first punch. Okay, it is what it is. The second punch, eh, and then by the time we got the third punch, it just kind of laid us down a little bit, and then we started pressing. And that's just – that's not what we are as competitors. That's not what we are as uh, human beings. So, you know, also we've got to get that worked out and be better at that. But, uh, again, you know, first half of the year, going into the second half of the year, yeah. tax season's coming around. It's heating up. Uh, so are the Lions as well. 
Well, Matt, uh, you, Tuesday night you got rained out against South Alabama. I know it didn't say canceled. It said postponed. Yeah. So what's what's the plan there? I know that uh, that's someone that you certainly – I know you're already kind of playing a short year. In fact, you don't yeah, have that, 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 that one is... weekend. You don't want to lose any games. What's the, what's the plan uh, with South Alabama? Yeah, we've got one mutual day I think matches up for both of us where we don't have finals, they don't have finals. You know, again, it's a five-game week for us. Uh, and for them as well. So we'll we'll hopefully come to terms on that one. Uh, we'll see, you know, uh, again, uh, I have a, I have a lot of hope to do it, uh, but we'll see where it kind of transcends into hopefully in here in the next couple of weeks we can get that game back on the schedule. So nothing in writing nothing at this point. Writing, no, so yep, it's just kind of hopeful yep. that we can get that thing yep. played uh, here later on in the year. Again, we're just getting it started. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, uh, presented as always by Creighton Townsend Holmes. We're here at K Street Seafood Station. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. We're going to walk through all these games. Again, Southeastern beat Mississippi Valley State on Wednesday 2-1. to uh, Friday they win 10-2 to over UIW, and then a couple uh, tough ones there on Saturday and Sunday, 2-2 two and two for the week. Southeastern currently 3-3 three and three in the Southland Conference. We're going to fill all that in for you and, and break them all down for you and also look ahead to this week. Southern Miss on Tuesday over in Hattiesburg, then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down in New Orleans as Southeastern takes on UNO. Stay with us. We'll be back for more right here on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes here at K Street Seafood Station in downtown Hammond. I uh, want to thank you so much for joining us. As Southeastern this past week, 2-2 two and two on the week, started on Wednesday night against Mississippi Valley State. It was supposed to be a five-game week. Uh, the game on Tuesday night against South Alabama did not get played because of some weather. But Wednesday night we played at Mississippi Valley State. And, Matt, uh, certainly I don't know if anybody saw the score coming. You went at 2-1. to one. Uh, Both teams are, are much more offensive than, uh, than the score played out. I mean, I tuned in there in the seventh inning, and it was 0-0. Zero to zero. Yep. So, uh, really a tight one there on Wednesday against Mississippi Valley. I know going into the week you said they were much more competitive than they had been, yep. uh, and, and they certainly appeared that way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, they've done a good job of changing mentality over there and, and keep themselves in game, and they've kind of gotten, you know, the games they've lost. Uh, it's been kind of a late, you know, lackluster. I, I watched the Nichols replay. I watched the Memphis replay. I watched the Arkansas State replay. Uh, you know, all those video that we watch and all these teams they play, and uh, every one of them was a two-run game in, like, the sixth, seventh inning. So, you know, we knew it would be have a chance to be tight. You know, we needed to do some things early. I thought we hit some balls well early, and they had us positioned just in the right spot. Uh, and then, you know, after about the fifth or sixth inning, it really became a, a pressing issue. I think we just tried to do too much. And, and instead of just continuing to stay persistent with what our, our plan was and, and being able to run our offense and do what we had to do, and – uh, in all honesty, I probably should be a little bit more aggressive in what we were doing from a base runner standpoint to create that aggression a little bit more and uh, create a few more, you know, havoc on the bases when we started to do that. You know, I thought we were able to create some stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those games where you anticipate to go out and score some runs. Uh, a lot looked different. Yep, sure did. Uh, you know, try to rest a few guys that were, have been injured and, and hurt. Yep, yep. we did. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, the guys that we tell, we tell them all the time, hey, when you're in the lineup, it's not, it's not a 
uh, you know, a charity society for us in our program. We're not just doing this because, hey, man, you're a good dude. Hey, man, you've, you've been working hard. You know, now you get this opportunity. We are putting you in there because we believe you are the guy that can have success in whatever the setup or situation may be. So uh, go have success. So we, we expect those guys, to obviously, to go out there and go perform. And uh, at the end of the day, man, you know, hey, we, we had to get a win there. That was a, a must win, I think, for us in the midweek, especially going on the weekend and getting ready for, for conference play again with UIW. So uh, hit the late homer there with T.J. Savaggio. Yeah. You know, made it easy. Didn't have to think through anything. Just hit the walk of homer and get out of there. Their pitcher, seven and third, we, we really struggled. I mean, he was kind of just flipping it up there, not a lot of velocity, but yep. sometimes those kind of guys can give you some trouble. Yeah. Uh, and, and just, you know, again, not a ton offensively, but you find a way to win there at the end. You hit the walk-off home run, 2-1. to one, And they actually jumped on top. That's one thing I want to go back to here. They, they scored one yep. uh, nothing in the eighth. And then you're thinking, oh, 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 no, here we go. But then we were able to respond yep. and, you know, with some adversity and find a way to win it. Yeah, no doubt, 100%. I mean, again, you know, when you're not scoring runs, everything's magnified. So, uh, you know, the ability to be able to give up the one run there in the eight to come right back and score one. And then, I, I don't know, man, I, I've got to I've got to figure out this replay thing because I'm, I'm going back and watching these replays. Finky, uh, again, I think yeah. safe at third base. I mean, I go watch replay. I've got enough confidence in myself to sit there and look at two different angles and go, yeah, I mean, the tag. Do y'all have more there. angles than we have? No, I mean, the same stuff you're looking at on TV. I mean, okay. we've, we've got the same stuff. And so when I go back and I'll see the tag on the shoulder and, and I see the hand on the on the, on the the bag, I mean, the only way he's got tag on the shoulder is because is he's on top of the bag and he's safe. So, uh, I, again, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, some of these calls uh, I think should be going our way. They're not going our way. Uh, maybe I got to butt up the umpires a bit better, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we again we overcome it. You know, we get a situation there where it's really easy to lose focus. We go out, we do what we have to there in the ninth and tenth, throw up the zeros, let TJ hit the walk off homer. And I thought, you know, in all honesty, this was a good offense. You know, if you look at Valley, they went and scored double digit runs, I think, uh, two or three times this weekend after that that night. And uh, again, just watching the hitters on film, this was a, a different offensive club. I felt like had a chance to really score some runs. So I thought our pitcher did a really good job. Yeah, you know, Aaron Hosack goes out there. Threw a bunch of guys. Yeah, we did. We, and that was kind of the game plan going into it was, hey, man, we, you know, we don't want to get Hosack too extended, you know, in case we need him for the weekend or however this is going to kind of work out and, and really needs to get some guys back out there on the bumps. We didn't use a ton there in that Corpus series. So uh, it was good to see all those guys run the pin, throw like they did with the conviction they threw with uh, to get back out there and, and obviously uh, hold those guys down or we get the 2-1 win. Yeah, I thought it was important as well, you know, in a game like this, especially in the midweek, we only walked them one time. So, you know, only one walk out of your pitching staff uh, is certainly a, a nice figure, and that's yep. one of the reasons you were able to only give up one run in this game. So, Hosack, Walker, Rob, Harrington, Levi Bennett, Dalton Asbaum, and Hunter O'Toole all with action against Mississippi Valley State. And, again, T.J. Savaggio hits the home run there uh, in the 10th, and, and the Lions win this one 2-1 to one over Mississippi Valley State, move their record to 15-10. and 10. You come out on Friday, Matt, and, uh, man, just the kind of way this thing started, you said, hey, man, this is going to be a good weekend for the Lions. You yeah. know, you know, we come out uh, against UIW. Well, first of all, we struggled all weekend with getting them out in the first inning. Yeah. They, they, they struck first at every game in this uh, in this series, but they yeah, scored two, two, two in the first. Yep. But then we come out and score ten in the first two against UIW. So, again, you thought, hey, man, this is maybe the spark that's going to get us going offensively. Yeah, 100%. Well, you know, it was nice to see a guy like Rosevere. You know, he, we gave him a break during the midweek against Mississippi yep. Valley. He looked much, much fresher, you know, as far as being out there. Uh, just, you know, was clean and, and running around. Just watching him run the bases on Friday. Looked ten times. 
times better. Uh, you know, and when we able to, you know, kind of relax some guys and, and also you get them back to where they need to be health-wise. Uh, you know, Connor Manola is, is dealing with a broken toe type deal and uh, sliced his hand at practice there on, on Tuesday. So uh, had to get stitches, I think five or six stitches in the back of his hand. But, you know, again, just a little knick-knack stuff that we got to get, you know, again, give him some chance to get healthy. But like I said, man, I thought we got off to the right start. I mean, we came out to shoot, swung the bat well, executed some things really, really well. We executed our plan really well on that left-hander. I thought we just did a tremendous job. And uh, in all honesty, I mean, here's what I'm going to go and, and say, uh, Shay Thomas, man. I mean, Shay Thomas goes up there. This is what we had talked about. We're like Corpus, right, And last Sunday where we had this in-between of being walked. And then, hey, man, okay, now the bases are loaded. Now they're throwing strikes and kind of getting in between of what to swing at and how to swing at the pitches uh, instead of just staying, staying to our plan, you know. And, and so Shea Thomas gets up there in that first inning. You know, we get the free passes, load the bags. But Shea Thomas hits a rocket to left field to score two runs. And I think that kind of alleviated the pressure a little bit to where, hey, man, all right, now let's go. Let's rock and roll. And, uh, and then they come with a reliever, right? We do a good job on him. And then, obviously, they went to another reliever who ended up going six innings. So just this is the persistence and consistency of what we're doing from an offensive approach. But, obviously, uh, you know, on a consistent basis of, of what we're trying to get accomplished has got to be a lot better uh, in all honesty. I mean, we're kind of going in bunches, right? When we all go, we all go. When we all don't, we all don't type of deal. So, uh, again, quality at bats. We try to string four of them together in a row. We feel like every time we do that, that's guaranteed at least one run, if not multiple runs in that situation so got off to a great start there Friday night really liked the offense of where we were at uh, again we scored 10 on Friday night again we scored 10 I think last week against uh, Corpus uh, on Friday night so here's the Friday night game where we got a really good arm right he's got three something ERA uh, he's been pitching really well and then all of a sudden we go out there and we you know we throttle him early so we know the capabilities there this isn't a, a ability uh, based off of ability you know it's based more of our mindset and how consistent we can be you know mentally well Matt uh, you, you score 10 here in the first inning. You, I mean, I'm sorry, the first two innings, you win this thing 10-2. Uh, to two. Brennan Stupridge, uh, he gets his the victory, uh, five innings, two earned runs. He picks up his third victory of the year. But one name you've been talking about a lot is, is McGuire Turner. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, he, he got to start in left field. And yeah, I know yeah. that, you know, kind of we sat here after the show last week and just kind of, you know, chit-chatted for a little while and said, hey, could we possibly see that? Because I know he's, a, he's an infielder, really, yep. by trade. Uh, but you threw him in the outfield. I guess talk about that decision and, and also, you know, how, how you feel like he did out there. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously I think, again, with Mac, the true freshman, this is what we're talking about. Hey, man, makes his first start, gets in there, hits a backside triple with two outs and two strikes. And uh, I thought it was a really big at bat to spark, you know, kind of spark our offense and, and keep us uh, kind of on top of those guys there at UIW. So uh, it was really good to see. You know, again, yeah, he's a corner infielder type kid that we want to be able to – um, you know, get some at-bats because we know he's going to be able to hit the baseball. Uh, and so, hey, man, left field. I mean, he's, he's a baseball player. So he hasn't played left field since he was probably nine years old. But, uh, you know, again, he's like, hey, coach, what do I got to do? Go catch and throw it in the second base? He said, exactly right. So go do that and we'll be in good shape. And I thought he did a really good job of that there on Friday night and take advantage of that start. Certainly did. Uh, he had the big three RBI triple, as Matt just uh, alluded to. Also, Clay Cook with a couple of hits. Uh, you know, as we go walk through all these games and talk about everything that took place, and I know that uh, Matt's already touched on it through here that, you know, we struggled a little bit offensively, but, you know, Tyler Finke had a really good week. He had a well really over did. 400, and yep. certainly he's a guy that, uh, you know, if we get those other guys going around him, because what he can do offensively, you know, on the base pass and, and, and creating havoc, he hit 412 for the week, 7-17, to 17, a couple of doubles, a triple, four RBIs, three yep. stolen bases. So, I mean, you got a lot of production there from him this week. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, uh, really I thought he was our one consistent bright spot until obviously Sunday. And, 
you know, let's be honest, Tyler Finke is, is, is one of our main leaders. He's one of our team captains yeah. and uh, has really emerged in that. And not just from his play, right? It's just watching him on the field, how he's carrying himself, how he's, you know, uh, holding guys accountable, the, the ownership of the play, the ownership of our play, the expectation, uh, just the whole nine yards from a leadership standpoint. It's exactly what we're talking about that we, we have to have to overcome things like we're in right now, this little funk we're in now. Um, and I thought Tyler Finke did a great job of that, to, you know, obviously Sunday to where he just pressed, man. He felt like he had to do it all by himself, and, and that's where we've got to get more consistent around him because uh, he shouldn't have that same feeling. Hey, man, do what you did the first three days uh, because that's that's who you are. That's what you are. Guys will, will follow right behind that lead. So uh, I thought he had a fantastic week for us. Like you said, he's a spark plug for us. He's had a great season to date. He's been our best hitter so far to date uh, and done it all, right? He's hit for extra base hits. He's done it in crucial situations, got some big hits. Uh, we got the scoring position, and he's, you know, obviously still a lot of bags for us and played a great center field. So been a very, very consistent player, and that's what this is. I'll be honest with you, now day and age, I think from a talent standpoint, the, the talent's – it's even. It's just what it is. I mean, you know, there's there's somebody that throws 95 everywhere. There's a guy getting the ball 500 feet everywhere. There's a guy that can run a 6-3 everywhere. It's the consistency of showing up each and every day being the same competitor with the same expectation uh, so you get the same result and outcome. So, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to get a little bit more consistent with throughout our entire nine, right? They're in that starting lineup or entire club, so to speak. Uh, but Tyler Finke's definitely been that guy for us each and every day. Matt, before we turn the page on Friday night's win against UIW, Connor Spencer, yeah. uh, you know, he hasn't pitched since yep. Auburn. And, yep. you know, I think anybody that was watching that game, whether you're in the attendance or you're watching on television, you know, you kind of saw that grimace there late yep. in the game. Uh Good to see him back out there, Fantastic. And, and you know, and he was good too. I mean, yep. struck out the side. I mean, uh, talk about having him back in there, available uh, there at the back end of that bullpen. Yeah, that's huge. Him and Lake and Polk. You know, Polk had some shoulder issues while we were at Corpus, so we held him out. You know, from a pitching standpoint there, and, and just used the bat. So we were able to get Polk in, Connor Spencer back out there on Friday. I thought it was fantastic to see both those guys. Uh, you know, again, Spence went out there. Felt really good. Tightened up a little bit the next day, which was to be expected. But uh, it's really, really good to see him back there at the back end of that bullpen, man, because he's a real force to be reckoned with. Back up to 95 again and throwing his cutter like he wanted to at 88, 90. So really, really good to see him there and, and Polk. Absolutely. Again, Lions win this one 10-2 to over against UIW there on Friday night. Uh, we're going to talk about Saturday and Sunday. Certainly a lot took place at the ballpark. It was Super Lion Saturday on Saturday. And then Sunday, the honored uh, Benny Latino. It was Mr. Benny Latino Day there at Southeastern. We'll talk about all that when we come back. Right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes. We're at Kate Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, uh, presented uh, by Kate. Oh, I'm sorry, presented by Creighton Towns and Homes. We're here at Kate Street Seafood Station here in Hammond. Thank you for joining us on a beautiful Monday afternoon. Here we do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Uh, Want to thank Matt Reiser for being here with us. He always comes in and fills us on what's going on with his program. <laughs> this past week, Southeastern beat Mississippi Valley State on. Wednesday and then beat UIW on Friday and then dropped a couple of close ones there Saturday and Sunday to UIW. This week, all on the road. Tuesday night, Southern Miss. Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be at UNO down in the city as Southeastern will play Thursday, Friday, Saturday because it is Easter weekend. Certainly want to wish everybody a happy uh, holiday here coming up this week. As uh, Matt, uh, let's turn the page to Saturday a little bit. And this was one of the first times 
I don't know, in a long time. We've played a, a night game on Saturday night. That's one thing we yep. kind of talked about. That one thing we're going to do here the rest of the way is, uh, you know, we're going to play night games on Saturday because of the heat and hopefully have bigger crowds and things of that nature. But it yep. was also Super Lion Saturday, so it made sense this week as, uh, you know, you had softball. Uh, they swept over the weekend against Texas A&M Commerce. And then we had the spring football game there on Saturday. The, I want to thank the uh, the athletic marketing department for doing a really good job. It was a, you know, Easter egg hunt out in the Strawberry Stadium. They had the – the Great sloth day. out there. They had yep. uh, what? They had food trucks. They had ice cream my kids trucks. It. They had. They had a. I mean, <laughs> we spent all day out out there. It was a great day to be at Southeastern and had a really nice time. And then spilled into Saturday against UIW and again, uh, really just didn't get off to the start you wanted to there Saturday night. Yep. Uh, they they jumped out early with a couple of runs in the first one and the second and really. Probably the hardest uh, Kensler had been hit all year, Matt, especially early on. He had some loud outs in there as well, but I thought he did a really good job of just battling because I don't necessarily think he had his best stuff there, but he yeah. still goes five innings. He only gives, you, gives up three runs. He hangs in there against a club that I thought was seeing the ball pretty well against him, especially early on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you saw they had 13 hits and five runs on the entire day and uh, and had eight hits off of Kensler. And I thought he did a good job, like you said, just kind of navigating traffic and at least getting his five, right? I mean, like you said, he definitely didn't have his best stuff the first three innings was it was rough i mean it was, it was about as rough as it's been for him all year long and uh, you know again just the competitor came out he knew what he had to do for the fourth and fifth knew what we had bullpen wise that could come behind him and then we had an offense that could score some runs and we scored there on friday so he just hey man if i keep it here we've got a great shot at, at getting back in there and getting after this thing so uh you know at the end of the day uh, again offense was kind of the story here I mean we just we really struggled to put some things together outside of Tyler Finke I thought you know Finke had a really good day and kept yeah. us in the ball game and uh, we had some situations we run at third less than two yeah so, a couple times huh? a couple times we just we didn't get the guy in I mean we just had really bad at bats in those situations and uh, you know we just we didn't do a good job with our game plan against the starter uh, I thought they brought the little sidearm guy in there flipping breaking balls you know again I mean, it's easier said than done but I felt like that was a guy we should have done some work on one before hey, we faced a really good arm you know the Hayward the, the Hayward kid the closer he's, he's one of the best in the conference you know he's been here for now four years in this conference and, and had a lot of success and he was spinning his fastball at 3,000 which I didn't think was possible and spent a breaking ball at 3,600 which again I didn't know that was possible but uh, you know according to analytics and according to Yakertech I mean that's that's where he was spinning his fastball and his breaking ball at uh, at an extremely high rate uh, even for the major league level right now I'm not talking about just college I'm talking about from a, from a professional standpoint MLB you start seeing and those kind of rates, spin rates, you, you really start to question some things. But uh, really good arm, man, and we just didn't do anything on the front end to, you know, kind of get us in a position, you know, to, to be successful. And, and we had it 3-2 there. Um, yeah. You know, really wanted to keep it there, 3-2. You know, again, hindsight's 50-50. We've got a base open. We've got their best hitter and car open. Uh, you know, but we got the breaking ball with O'Toole. Try to throw something off the plate. The guy finds a hole there, you know, and scores two runs and, and made it 5-2 there. So two outs, huh? Yeah, it was two outs. That's it. And, that's what, and that, again, that's what we're going back to. You know, when you look at some of these numbers through the first half of the year, what do championship clubs do? Well, defensively, they get off the field with two outs, and so they limit the two-out runs. And offensively, they, they produce a lot with two outs. And I think that's where if you go back and look at the success we've had, you go back and look at Corpus last Friday night, uh, and when we are scoring runs, we're – we're great with two outs, man. Uh, we're doing a fantastic job of scoring runs there as opposed to, you know, and, and keeping guys, you know, from scoring with two outs. So all those numbers aren't matching up the way they should, and that's why we're sitting at the 500-point. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will say this, um, Matt, I know you talked about it earlier, just about, just, you know, just a couple of bats here, a couple of bats there, but you look – 
and we had seven uh, runners left on base by our top five hitters. You know, yeah. and, and you know, you, you think you kind of let off this show by saying, hey, you know, our guys that we're, we're counting yeah. on, they got to get going. Yeah. And and, uh, and we had some opportunities there on Saturday. Yeah. And, then you, and then you win the series, you know, if you, if you maybe get one or two big hits there. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll be honest, I got to take some ownership in this. I didn't, I didn't put out the right lineup there for Saturday. I, and, and what I mean by that is we've got some guys that are beaten and banged up. And, yeah. And a perfect example of that is Killingsworth. I mean, yeah, he, you can he, tell, you can tell he he's, he's laboring. He, he's doing everything he can. And, that, and that's the <laughs> – that's the hard part as a coach, right? I mean, you're asking these kids to go out there wounded and that kind of stuff, give me everything you got, and, and that's the competitor you want. In the same sense is at what point in time are, are we hampering the young man and hampering the team because we just keep putting them out there where they physically cannot perform. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of I struggled with it. I, I watched on Friday a little bit in BP, and I know how tough the kid is. I saw the at-bats on Friday. You know, I didn't like what I saw. I, just, I know he's trying to, you know, muster through some things there. And, and Saturday I, I just – I should have made a different move, in all honesty. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I should have wrote a different lineup and put some guys in different places. And maybe that works out a little differently if I do, you know. And, and that's not nothing against Killingsworth. I mean, he's going to give you everything he's got every single day of the week. And that's that's the that's the wrath that you have, you know. I mean, that's the war you want in the lineup when you're in, in a situation to go win a series, right? Uh, in the same sense, I've got to be a little bit less uh, emotional and more subjective to the situation and, uh, you know, and, and realize, hey, man, he can't go. I mean, if he can't go, he can't go. He's not going to help himself. He's not going to help us in that situation. Um, and and so I've got to be a, a better leader and commander in that situation. Matt, in, in his situation, um, with what he's dealing with, yeah. I mean, is it is it if he if he rests, is he is he going to be okay? I mean, is it something he's just going to have to battle through for the end of the year? I mean, what, what what's he dealing with? Yeah, it, it's a forearm issue, a wrist issue that he's having that that, that uh, older nerve. The bat's just coming out of his hand. I mean, he's got nothing behind it. You know, the the hands coming off of every swing. You see him grimacing or anything. You know that he's trying to get through the zone. Uh, and it's just it's it's a thing that you sit there and you have to manage and and kind of like a it's kind of like the aggravating pulled hamstring right pulled quad type deal. You got to give it some rest and some time to heal itself. Uh, and if you go too early, then it's going to nag you all year long. If you if you you know. Uh, you, you got to get back healthy. I mean, that's just the end of the day. And so I've got to be a better job of, of doing that and, and navigating through that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you could ask that man with one leg, hey, man, can you play? And he's going to tell you yes. Uh, yes, sir, I can play. He's yeah. going to tell you you can catch. You know, I'll just, all I need is one good one, coach. Uh, that's just the type of mentality and makeup he is, and that's what you love about him. Uh, but that's where i got to be a little bit more better as a commander-in-chief and say, hey, man, okay, not yet. When your, your time's coming, do a good job being ready, you know, rock and roll and, and, and get yourself right. Matt, I think back to, uh, you know, Jacksonville and, and then Auburn where, where Dalton struggled out of the pen. But I think, you know, I think he's had like four or five appearances yeah. in a row where he hasn't given up a run. Yeah. So, I mean, nice to see him go out there and get extended. Yep. You know, uh, looking for positives certainly from, from that Saturday game. But, you know, Asphalt two and a third, yep. only one hit, three punch outs. Again, yep. I, I I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I feel like it's four or five outings in a row that he's that he's been really good. Yeah, ever since the Auburn outing. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he had the kind of the back-to-back outings against Jacksonville and then Auburn where, you know, Again, we had a six-run lead, but I wasn't messing around with the base load, nobody out. You know, it just, hey, man, you, you got to be better, plain and simple. And so if you don't like it, be better. Uh, and since then, he's done a good job of, you know, of responding to that. Again, you, know, you can't you, you can't expect these young men to, to continue to grow and get better and project in the right way if you don't challenge them. Uh, you've got to get them opportunities to do that. And, and some of that, that that's not – we say, talk about saying positive, you know, that's that's kind of some of the talk is, hey, man, well, you, you're going to get them. You're gonna get them. No, if you keep going this direction, guess what we're going to do? We're going to be in a bad situation at the end of the year. Uh, we're not going to be where we want to be. So we've got to make some changes and challenge some guys, and, and then they've got to ring the bell. And I thought Asphalt has done that since uh, – obviously that Auburn outing. Absolutely. So, again, a tough one on Saturday. 
Uh, Lions dropped this one 5-2 to two, uh, against UIW. And, you know, just had some opportunities, just couldn't get the big hit. And, and really on the other side, I thought we did a really good job of kind of maneuvering some traffic. Uh, you know, if, if, if you had told yep. me they had 13 hits and we held them to five, I thought we'd had a pretty good chance to win that game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, just didn't play out that way uh, for South Nation on Saturday night. And then you roll into Sunday. And again, I hate to harp on it again, but you know they, they scored again in the first inning. It yeah. just it's just like every game. Yeah. Uh, I thought we pitched pretty well until the last really two innings of this yeah. of the Sunday game we're going to talk about. But they got off to a really good start uh, in every game that they, that they played. Yeah, they did. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Sunday was a weird one. Saturday, Saturday you could feel the energy in the dugout, you could feel the energy in the ballpark. I know it was a long day for a fan base, and that's and all honestly, I got up about the third or fourth inning. I said, you know, this is probably about as dead as this ballpark's been in a long time. Yeah. And they're not going to get excited until you do something in this dugout to make them excited. Like, you, you've you got to play with the energy. You've got to create it. And then the crowd base will get around you behind it. Uh, Sunday, it felt completely different, man. There was great energy in the ballpark. There was a great buzz going around. Uh, also, we got to honor Mr. Mr. Benny, uh, yep. you know, the godfather of Tangipola Parish, and, and be able to, you know, recognize all what he's done for us over all the, the many decades he's been here in Hammond and been around Southeastern. So, I thought that was awesome. And we come out to shoot. And, yeah, yeah, we gave up one the first inning. It is what it is, you know, no big deal type of deal. Um, you know, we're coming in the bottom half. Uh, you know, we don't have that bats we want. I really felt like we kind of got deflated a little bit with the out safe call, the overturn at first base. You know, we get the leadoff guy on. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, we'd already reviewed what, what one the, the call? first What was end. the call? Did they say they was off the base and they originally called him safe? No, they said he beat the, beat the throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. They said he beat the throw. Yep. So, yeah, he called him safe uh, on, on the bang-bang play. Uh, also went to review and overturned it. We'd already had one that we had reviewed right on HPP. Again, that's where I go back. I mean, I'm watching the film. His elbow's out there, makes contact, and then he brings it back. But, again, I'm no expert on this, I guess. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, some things haven't gone away in the first end. Uh, we're getting a couple punches. It is yeah. where it is. Uh, also, we go back out there and we give a three spot at the top of the second. Mm, that's another gut punch. Okay, hey, you know what? Now we finally throw up a zero. Now let's let's go. We get the bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, you know, we, we score one. Champ gets the hit with the bases loaded. You know, it's a single, but you know, so we can only. This score is probably one. the secret to the game. When you say Matt, Th this is this is this is when we talk about. You know, there's probably four or five moments inside a ball game, four or five moments inside the season that make or break the game or make or break the season. Uh, and, and this is definitely the moment. I mean, this is this moment we've got to cash in, and maybe this is the moment I got to manage a little bit better and kind of see some things. But uh, hey, man, we got nobody out, seven, eight, nine up. You know, hey, man, somebody's got to give us an at bat. I mean, just we, we've got to be better there. You know, um, yeah, it's a situation where I think if we score at least one more, right? Probably two more. I think we win the game. In all honesty, and that's hard to say. Like, coach, come on, man, y'all got to beat eleven to one. I'm telling you, in the fourth yeah, inning, game change. It plays. It plays different. It always plays different. I mean. We, we go back to a few different calls, uh, go back to the Auburn review, right, the play at home play. They overturn it. We do get the run. Okay, hey, man, and all of a sudden you look up and we beat Auburn uh, because of the way the kind of game plays out. So there's there's moments inside the ball game that we've got to do a better job of recognizing and having success and not pressing those situations. I felt like in all those situations, you know, uh, I felt like one at bat we swung on a really bad pitch to try to drive guys in. I feel like another bat we took a really good pitch to drive a bunch of guys in and we got defensive. So just uh, at, at the end of the day, man, didn't have the, the ABs that we needed in the moments we needed. And and then we gave up one right on the back side of it, right? We yep. worked so hard for our one run. They go triple down the line, base hit. Okay, we got one run too. We just covered you up. So it's really like kind of pulling teeth right now. It's got to be a little bit uh, – it's got to flow a little bit better than what it has. Okay, well, let me let me ask you this. And, you know, I, I'm – I yeah. guess because of my relationship with you and, and my role here in your program, I get a lot of texts before the game. Yeah. I get – what. 
Grzaffy's playing short. Yep. You know, so that was certain yep. something different. So Bryce Grzaffy playing short in yep. this one. Also Michael Curry getting his first start at catcher. You trying to shake it up? I mean, That's is this some wake up call? What's going on here? Well, at the end of the day, man, the guys have worked hard and I'm putting guys in opportunities for us to be successful, right? For us to win as a club. And uh, Michael Curry's worked his behind off. I thought he's done a great job back there, uh, catching wise. And, and TJ struggled, man. Let's be honest. I mean, he's he's hitting one thirty something in the last ten games. I mean, he has really really struggled offensively. Uh, and Grizz is sat there on the bench, you know, a, a man of preseason all-conference guy, a catcher. Uh, you know, obviously hasn't got as much time back there as, as I'm sure he would like, but he's done a good job of kind of just keep going, keep going, staying ready. And so I thought he brought great energy to the infield there on Saturday. I thought he was fantastic from that standpoint. So, uh, again, yeah, trying to shake some things up. Guys don't need to get comfortable. That, that's the last thing they need to do. Like, got to go out and do the same old, same old every yeah. day. Because they do that, then obviously they get complacent. I don't want complacency. I mean, this isn't a, a program that, you know, we're complacent. Oh, well, we won a championship last year. It's okay if we don't win one this year. Oh, I want to win every single year. It's okay. We won Friday and Saturday. If we don't win Sunday, it is what it is, Coach. You know, we won the series. It's okay. No, I want I want Sunday. I mean, that's just the expectation of the way that we play. So, again, don't get comfortable. Keep working hard. Keep keep going. But uh, if you start to get complacent or if we feel like, hey, man, I can shake some things up a little bit and bring some new energy to the ballpark and bring some new energy to the lineup, hey, man, that's what we're going to do. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So, uh, I thought, in all honesty, TJ's BP on Sunday was the best BP he's taken all year. You know, it was kind of a wake-up call for him. Hey, man, like I, I've got to go. I got you. You know, 100%. Sometimes, again, when they don't see anybody behind them, you yeah. know, it's like, ah, you know, if I slow down, it's okay. Don't slow down. you got to throttle down. you got to finish the best that you can possibly finish. So, uh, again, I thought some guys earned that right and opportunity. Obviously, Curry had a couple hits for us yeah. there. Uh, I thought Grizz played a good shortstop. He's athletic. He's a high school shortstop. I mean, that's, you know, in all honesty, I mean, he's, he's our next best infielder behind TJ from a defensive standpoint. He does a great job moving around. He's got a great arm. He's athletic. You know, there's some, you know, small things he's got to learn in the infield. But uh, for what we needed that day and for what we were going with and, and had all intentions, actually, of bringing TJ in, you know, in a situation if it presented itself right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was the right line to run out there. That got us to where we need to be. You know, Connor catching day three. You can see yeah. it starting to kind of wear on him. Uh, again, the, the toe issue he's having, trying to catch and trying to hit. You can see it wearing on him in the DH spot. I had to get Jake out. There was no – there was no question. I've got to get him out of the line and get him rested and get him right uh, just because the situation we're in there. And, and, it's, and it's a big deal, man. You know, taking Jake out of the lineup uh, makes our lineup look a little bit different. But, again, it's going to create some opportunities for maybe a guy like Lake and Polk. He's a physical yeah. bat, right? We've been trying to figure out how to get in there left-handed and kind of do the pitching thing. Uh, don't be surprised if you start seeing him start in that DH spot as well. So, uh, again, these guys are going to get opportunities, and, and it's for them uh, to go in there and cash in on these opportunities. I wonder how many guys in South Southeastern history have played left field, caught, and played short. Yeah, not many. You know, not, not a whole not lot. Many. That just shows you what kind of, you know, what athlete, athlete what kind of athlete that's he is. It. He you know, that's truly, hard to do. He, could truly, level. he could truly play all nine positions uh, because that's the obviously type I'm of talking athlete. About yep, I mean, obviously I'm talking about Yep, 100%. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to turn the page from this weekend. We'll start looking ahead uh, to this week's schedule. Again, a busy week for Southeastern, four games. Uh, but it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all on the road. Tuesday night at Southern Miss, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday at UNO as Southeastern's back in South. Southland Conference action. Let's take a break. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Just a few minutes left to go here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented uh, by Creighton Townsend Homes. We're here at, uh, at K Street Seafood Station. Uh, Southeastern just completed their second uh, conference weekend. And I'll tell you, 
Looking at the, the standings so far, you got Nichols and UIW are, are four and two. Southeastern, Lamar, and HCU are all three and three. McNeese two and four. UNO two and four. Corpus one and two. Uh, Northwestern two and one. So nobody's really come out the gates and just the said, hey, mess. we're going to yep. take this thing uh, to this point. I mean, and, and you know, look. I don't know if anybody saw McNeese, you know, losing two out of three to, to HCU, but it happened this weekend. You know, yep. uh, the, the Huskies only have four wins or five wins now on the season, and they and they beat McNeese two out of three. So, again, Who there's a lot of – Who had the most wins in the, in the conference, right? Yeah, They're, yeah, and they had the most wins in the overall, league. Yeah. You know, a lot of – just a lot of parity uh, right now in this league, and it's kind of who's going to play well uh, from here on out is going to have an opportunity – to win this thing, I see you, you're kind of circling some things over there, Matt. Before yeah, I get to you, the yeah, no, you just look, you look at numbers. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there looking. We talked about Tyler Finke and you know what he did, but uh, yeah, I was just thinking things like Rhett Rosevere. I thought he looked much, much better this week. You know than yeah. what he had on had base five seventy one. Yeah, yep, on base five seventy one. Had a couple hits there, a couple that got us going a little bit. Thought he hit another two balls well. So yeah, just you know, again, when you're sitting here looking at it, I mean, we're talking about this offense production. Um, yeah, the the overall average of runs per game is is high, but the consistency of it is just it's mind-boggling right to score 10 and then two to score 10 and then two and um so you know again we need our guys like rosevere finky thomas champ you know we need those guys to consistently go connor uh each and every single day and until we get some of these guys back healthy and then some of these new guys right got to you know, do their thing, you know. Um, you know, Mac Mac's going to continue to get opportunities in there. He's big. He's physical. You know, uh, Dane Watts wasn't in there a whole lot this weekend, but he'll get a chance to get back in there as well. And uh, a guy like Grzaffi, I mean, you know, look, I mean, I need him to be offensive. I mean, he, he's done it in some years past. He's got to do it again. That's why he hasn't been consistently in the lineup, uh, you know, more than what he has. You know, Connor's been offensive, and we're just kind of using Grizz to to, uh, to give Connor a break. But um, a guy like Grzaffi, with the amount of experience he's got, he's got to go. Because when you look around – you don't have guys like Garcia. You don't have guys like Killingsworth. You don't have guys like Levin Good that can be in that order and be physical and be athletic. Uh, and then you need some other guys to go out there and do it, and those mainstay guys do it as well. So, uh, you know, again, we've always gotten this thing figured out, and we'll, we'll continue to get it figured out. I know you, you, you had – you know, Rhett talked about, you know, his week yep. and, you know, looked a lot better at the play. I mean, I think a lot of people are probably saying, hey, you know, he's hitting 195. Why is he leading off? But he's still he's still almost 500 at on bases. I mean, he still <laughs> gets on base. Uh, again, don't look at the bad average number. It's just yeah. uh, what's his, what's your job is lead off better? Get on base. Get Score on base. Runs. Get on base. So, if you go look at what he does consistently, even in the overall situation, he, He's stats, second on the team in run scored. As he lead off, what's he do? How many times he gets on? It's over 500 that he gets on So as a lead off. So, you know, again, we're getting him in the right place. He's on. It's a matter of getting some of these guys in. I don't think it's a matter of getting guys on for the most part. It's the two-out hitting or hitting with guys in scoring position we have got to be better Yeah, I mean, at. we're getting on base at like a 400%. I mean, at, right. at like a 40% clip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's not. It's, we got our run production's got to go up. Yep. Matt, let's talk about this week uh, again. Southern Miss uh, on Tuesday night over there in Hattiesburg. This is the second uh, matchup of the season. Took on of those guys back on the 14th of March. Uh, dropped it eight to one. Uh, again, th- this was a, another, you know, kind of maybe one of the starts of, of these conversations we're having. We had a bunch of guys in scoring position throughout that game and, right. and just couldn't knock them in. But uh, certainly always a, a very good opponent when you go to Hattiesburg and take on those guys, uh, the Golden Eagles. Yeah, uh, they're coming off a good week. Uh, beat Troy at Troy two out of three, almost swept. I think Saturday got walked off on, but came back and, and dominated yesterday. So, uh, yeah, some miss is a good club. You know, obviously we, we're very well aware, but – Again, it's not really about the opponent across the way. It's about the opponent in our dugout, uh, you know, ourselves is what we talk about. But we're, we had a conversation yesterday. We're our own worst enemy sometimes. We're just a doorstop for ourselves. And if we can get that doorstop out the way, then we can go like we want to go. But uh, we've got to do a better job of getting out of our own way. 
All right, bear with us. I hear the the, 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 the I think it might be a false alarm. I heard the train, but I think it's just <laughs> I think it's a false alarm. Uh, Matt, this weekend is Thursday, Friday, Saturday because it is Easter weekend. So I always play up Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So no game on Sunday. You're gonna take on U and O. They're two and four uh, so far in, in this conference play. But one thing that's that stands out to me when you look at the privateers is how good they've been at home. Yeah, uh, they're eleven and two at home. They play really well on the lakefront, and you know, kind of. A, the last few years, this has been a you know a rivalry matchup. You know, this is yep. the the uh, Pontchartrain the Pontchartrain yep. series. You know that that was uh, formed by Sigma Tau Gamma, uh, but this was so the Pontchartrain Troll Trophy goes to the winner of the regular season series between the Lions and the Privateers. It was created when UNO joined the Southland, and Southeastern has claimed the trophy five of the first seven times. Uh, and Southeastern is the current champion, sweeping the three game series last year. And then, you know, we had some great matchups with them in the in the conference tournament that were yep. here at home last yep. year. Uh, we had to beat those guys twice to advance to the championship weekend, which we did that. Uh, ever since Blake's been there, you know, it's it's a very offensive club. Yep. Seems like it's the same team I'm looking at every year. You know, they can they can really score. Uh, usually have an opportunity to score on them, yep. but they can really hit. But, I mean, I guess break down the privateers a little bit here as we get ready for them this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they're, they're the traditional privateers that you see. They can score some runs. They've got some guys in the middle order uh, that have some strength in the, in the middle of the order. It, it, it does look a little bit different for them, right? I mean, finally you don't see Pierce Howard in that lineup. Yeah. But, you know, like they do, like Blake does, they do a good job recruiting and uh, wash – rinse, repeat. You know, they're off to two and four start in conference play, but uh, don't let that fool you. I mean, I, I, again, it's a good club. They're over 500. They've gone on the road and played Texas for a weekend series and, uh, you know, they've done some good job. They went to Kennesaw, took a game from Kennesaw over there, open a weekend. They got some midweek wins. I think they beat uh, Southern Miss last yeah, midweek I think or they midweek before. Them. Yeah, they, I think they yeah. did pretty good. So, uh, again, a club that, you know, uh, it's again, not that the club in the other dugout, it's a club in our dugout. Uh, we, we've got to be more consistent in what we're doing and what we're going and what our pursuit is. So uh, if we do that, we'll have success. If we don't, then we'll, we'll be kind of in the same mode next week. And, uh, I, again, it's just about being resilient. I mean, this is a situation where, you know, every time this year – for whatever reason, there's some things to figure out, and then now you got to navigate some injuries and that kind of stuff. And uh, but that testament just said that's that's where you find out who you really are and what yep. you're really made out of. So uh, again, you know, going back to where we were at the beginning of the year, coming into the season, the leadership style, the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm confident this crew to get this thing figured out this week, and a great week to do it. I mean, we got you know obviously Southern Miss there Tuesday on the road, and uh, you know at UNO the, this weekend, and you talk about the privateers playing well at home home but the lines for the most part have we've been well on the road we've been playing better on the road than at home we, we have it's the darnest thing i've seen in, in a long time um and so we've we've obviously got to get some things figured out but uh here we go we go on the road right before easter well, just to kind of tell you matt if you look we're the only team in our league that have a winning record on the road really the only no team i mean and i'm talking about and these other ones are like lopsided yep. you know four and ten two and fifteen yep. you know three and seven we, we're seven and five on the road, so we've played well on the road, and we've played good opponents on the road as well. That's what I was going to say. It's not like we're playing shabby competition on the road either. We've gone to Jacksonville, you know, who's in the top twenty-five mid-major wise. Uh, there's Amtrak. Sorry, pause it for Amtrak for yeah. a moment. I think you're. I think you're good. Very good. Uh, so yeah, so you know, we went to Jacksonville. Obviously, you know, they're playing really well. They were in the top twenty-five, and then. Uh, 
uh, you know, Auburn as well. You know, they were number 11 in the country. So we've, we've gone on the road and played some good competition. So it's not you know, the competition is just light. It's, it's we're playing the right clubs. We're just, for whatever reason, playing better on the road. Uh, and so, hey, man, well, that plays in our hand this week. No, no better time to get on the road than a week after like this. We did this past week where we were 2-2. Two and two. In, a, in a week, in all honesty, we all expect to be 4-0, right? At the worst case scenario, 3-1. and one. So uh, at the end of the day, man, we've got to continue to grow and get better. And, and the second half of the season, we've got to tackle a little bit different attitude. All right, just about out of time here. Again, 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night at Southern Miss. Thursday and Friday will be 6.30 first pitches, so a little yep. bit later down there uh, on the lakefront. And then su- uh, Saturday is going to be at 2 o'clock. All yep. the games will be uh, televised on ESPN+. Plus. Southeast are coming off of a 2-2 two and two week. 3-3 uh, three and three in the Southland Conference, one game out of first. So much can change. Who knows how it looks next year, uh, next week when we're sitting here on Monday breaking this thing down, Matt. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, look, we've, we've played 500 baseball since opening up the season, and uh, and obviously I'm not pleased with it, and I don't think the guys are either. I mean, you know, again, I know some folks can be frustrated. That's fine. Uh, you know, but I can tell you there's nobody more more upset about what we've done here in the last couple of weeks than, than ourselves. And, uh, you know, we've mixed in a decent week there, obviously at Corpus, but really the last three weeks offensively, we just – since that Auburn series, we have not been the same offensively again – there's some different faces and some new faces not lined up that look a little bit different, but uh, the guys we're mixing in, hey, man, it's next man up mentality, and we've been in the situation. We've navigated the situation before with injuries, and uh, we plan to do the same thing again this time, but it doesn't just happen because you say it happens. It happens because you believe it's going to happen, and then you're going to put the work in to make it happen. So, uh, you know, we talk a lot about in our program, you know, you'll, you'll see us go out to practice with, with team across our uh, front of our shirts, and, and we talked about that yesterday. What What is that, right? Well, it talks about being together, right? We'll do it with trust. Uh, we'll do it with energy. We'll do it with attitude and mental toughness. And we haven't been really good in those aspects, right? Sunday energy hasn't been very good until, uh, you know, I thought energy was good yesterday until late, right, when we started getting smacked around a little bit. Uh, but our attitude hasn't been there. Our, our, our edge, I think that's what mental toughness is. It's an edge to be able to perform in high-pressure situations because you're confident in what you're doing. Uh, you know, you're, you're consistent in what you're doing. And uh, so we've got to get back to, to that part of us at what makes us. Hey, man, this isn't just a saying we put across the, the front of a chest, right, of a T-shirt and say, hey, look at this. This is cool, right, little mantra. Uh, this is who we're supposed to be. This is who we want to be. Uh, so this is who we have to be. And so, again, in that sense, in that same breath that, uh, hey, man, we're, we're going to get right back to work. We got our team meeting again today. And uh, also we got a good Southern Miss club we get to get after tomorrow. We get a good practice on Wednesday and uh, and then get after the privateers this weekend. So for us, man, uh, you know, I look forward to sitting to you next week and saying hey man this thing's starting to turn some guys are figuring it out hey man we got to navigate a few things until we get some guys healthy but uh there's no reason why this club cannot win a championship you see it's a mumble jumbled mess uh we just got to be a little more consistent in what we're doing on a daily basis all right that's the head coach of your southeastern lions coach matt riser want to thank him for spending some time with us and catching it up on his program we do this every monday from 12 to 1 o'clock hopefully you can come join us here at k street seafood station want to thank Creighton townsend homes for being our title sponsor Until next time, for Matt Roger, I'm Alan Waddell. This has been the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.